joined by the kid BJ Armstrong and BJ we have another edition of the timeline where we run through a variety of topics prepared by our producer Mike Midas and uh, BJ how you doing on this Friday I am doing absolutely First topic we have, BJ, uh, I have a question for you. We got Disney World, we got the NBA, we got Mickey Mouse, we got Adam Silver. We got all the talk going on. Uh, what are you hearing from the players, BJ? Nervousness, excitement, resistance? What's going on in the world of the actual players in the NBA? Well, I think all of the above. Mm. You know, there's nervousness, there's anxiety, there's uncertainty. Mm. There's so many things and so many range of emotions that the players are going through, just like everyone else. I think the the most important thing that the players they just want to know, mm-hmm. they want to know, you know, what they're going to do. When I say they, the NBA, the union, what's possible, what's not possible, and uh, it's just been a range of emotions because you have family, you have health concerns, you have travel, you know, you have players that are from different countries. So uh, there's so many things going on. I think take, it changes from day to day. You're hearing so many things. But there's one thing I can say throughout all of this, the health has been at the forefront for the NBA Mm -hmm. and as it should be. So uh, the health of all the players, the health of the community, the health of uh, the people that work for these teams is at the forefront. So, you know, we'll see how this plays out. And you mentioned some of the guys that have spoken out. There's been Dame Lillard who says, you know, they don't have a real shot at the playoffs, so he doesn't have much interest in going to a, a play-in tournament. It was put out to the world via Adam Silver that uh, the majority of owners like the idea of a play-in tournament versus a, a group stage World Cup status uh, type tournament. We've seen that. Uh, the TBT is another basketball tournament that is coming back, and they're they're kind of advertising that they are a fully quarantine tournament. Uh, they're going to have three tests. They're going to have a 14-day quarantine like what we saw when we talked the Pooh Jetter, uh, who's over playing in the CBA, what they did when they uh, got guys back over in China. The TBT is doing all that. So the NBA has something to point to. Uh, they have a date July 31st. But like you said, there's still a lot of questions. Uh, but health is the number one concern. And uh, the goal is to keep everyone healthy. And if it means that we just have the playoffs, that may that may mean that we just have the playoffs and there is no regular season. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, what do we got next, BJ? My good friend, Mr. Frazier. <laughs> If basketball doesn't come back, what's your favorite next sport to cover? And did you play any other sports? Oh, this is a great question, BJ. I I love this so much. Uh, Yeah, my my number one sport that I covered was baseball, right? That was my first love in life, hand-eye coordination. Dad was a catcher. Uncle was a catcher. Baseball? Where did that come from? Come on. That's the best. You know what I mean? It was was a young life where, you know, I was a switch hitter. I was a catcher. I loved picking people off on first base. Had a lot lot of signals. Uh, My brother uh, won the state games, North Carolina state games in 2000. Uh, You know, I was a bat boy at those games. We never won when I actually played in it, but my brother did. My dad coached that team. Uh, I love baseball, and I want baseball to come back. But there there seems to be a lot of things that are going on in the world of baseball. Did did you play baseball, BJ? I saw you throwing with MJ in the last Love baseball. Sweet Lou Whitaker for the Detroit Tigers, Ooh. second base. I played mm. second base. You know, I was a switch hitter as well. Oh, we love and, that. And uh, that's that's the sport that my dad wanted me to play. I probably same would have been a better baseball player than basketball, but of course, I chose the one that my dad didn't want me to play. Of course, <laughs> we're always trying to do something different. You know what I mean? That that, that is a a gift and a curse. And uh, yeah, the game of baseball is great. I I, I love the Tigers. Okay, uh, Alan Trammell. 
Sweet Lou Whitaker, you know, Ron LaFleur. Yes. Parrish. You're too young. Mark the Bird Fidrich on Ooh. the mound. <laughs> the Bird, you know, the Bird Man. Al Kaline. You know, those were my guys. So uh, the, the greatest logo in all of sports, uh, the, the D, mm. you know. And uh, so I was a huge, and still am to this day, a huge uh, Detroit fan. Actually, living out here in L.A., I like the Dodgers. I do too. White I Sox, do. Cubs, but mm-hmm. um, I'm a huge Detroit Tigers fan. Yeah, there's one fault about me. I am a Yankees fan. I, I grew up a Yankees fan, and uh, I do love. My grandfather was a Yankee. My grandfather was a Yankees fan. So yeah. it's shout the only out to games the that were on in North Carolina, so people love the Yankees. All right, BJ. Next up, we got uh, the the Tiger vs. Phil match with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. It gets six million viewers. People were very excited about uh, what was going on with that match, and obviously to have sports back in the world. But there was a lot of personality, a lot, a lot of chit chat, uh, a lot of talk back and forth. We saw that uh, in the last dance as well with Michael Jordan. People love trash talk. Uh, is there something to this with the NBA coming back? Do do we add some more personality outside? Just Barkley talking trash to people. Is that something you want to see in basketball? Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. And if I have to choose, I would say no, because trash talking can go a little sideways. <laughs> I think in golf, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's kind of a gentleman's sport. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the trash talk, how much trash talking can, like, I don't know what you expect from Phil Mickelson, right? I don't know what you, it's from Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. There's a certain, the way that you play the game uh, in that sport. I don't know if that would translate to basketball, and what guys are saying and what guys are doing. So I would tend to lean away from the trash talking, but I did think golf did over the weekend. I thought it was terrific. Obviously they got great numbers and without, without question, definitely there's something there. Yeah. And do you actually play golf BJ? Is that something that you enjoy? We, we, we know a lot of basketball guys who go out to the golf course, Stephen Curry of the new generation, obviously Jordan, Danny Ainge. We saw that in documentary. Do you play golf yourself? I refer to it. I play at it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I play at it. I do enjoy it. <laughs> you, you can't mess but, up that baseball swing. That's the, I can't that's the mess problem. up my swing. I, I enjoy <laughs> it. I love to dress. I love to go out. I love, I, I, I love to go to the clubhouse. I, I, I take my time. It's, it's, a, it's a great six hour day and adventure for me. Okay, I like that. I like being outdoors. I like being on the golf course. And uh, like you said, I, I hope we have more events like this. And I hope may, maybe we get some basketball guys. We had football. We had quarterbacks in this one. Maybe we get some basketball players in the next iteration of this with uh, Tiger and Phil. Maybe, you know, for me, it's one less thing that I need <laughs> to try to get good at, right? <laughs> because, but I do like it, though. Okay. And it's nothing like having that shot that brings you back. That's okay. what bothers me. You know, I'll play bad. But it's that one shot. I go, I can do this. Yeah, you got the bug. And then you're right back. Yeah, you're right back at it. And off to the next topic, my friend. (laughs) The last dance is over. I don't know what we're going to do, Tate. (laughs) Yes, we're we're trying to find things to watch. So what are we going to watch next? In particular, what are you going to watch next? Well, BJ, uh, like you said, we're living in a crazy world these days. And one of the things that uh, has always interested me ever since I was a little kid is space. You know, the the next frontier (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I love Space Jam. I, I, you know, I love Pluto. I talked about future last week when we did the timeline. So uh, Elon Musk is, is a guy who wants to get to space. He wants to, uh, you know, uh, get to Mars, get to the moon, get everywhere. Um, and, and there's a launch on Saturday and SpaceX will be launching from California, our home state. <laughs> and uh, I think I got to watch that launch. I, I don't know, BJ. There was inclement weather. It was supposed to be on Wednesday. Now it's going to be on Saturday. Uh, that's what I got to watch. 
I don't know who this guy is, but I like it. I mean, somehow Tate and the Van Allen, you know, built in space travel, and that's fascinating. So you're that guy. I'm that guy. Like we we're talking about quantum physics. You know what I mean? We're talking about the fifth dimension, all, all types of things. BJ, we're, 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 we're so all, we're just ta- we're talking about cyber trucks. That's the next wave. Out of <laughs> or your what's your favorite space movie? Ooh, uh, well, I mean, honestly, Interstellar is probably my favorite space movie just because I'm a, I'm a Christopher Nolan fan. You know, I love I okay. love Chris Nolan. I love Matthew McConaughey. Like I said, I, lo- I love physics. I, lo- I love Kip Thorne, a, f- uh, a physicist who obviously was uh, all about the fifth dimension in the quantum field and the quantum space and being able to, you know, expand your mind beyond the three dimension that we live in now. And uh, there's no such thing as the past, the future or the present. There, there is just the present. Uh these are all things that that I've learned during during all my, during all my, my Twilight Zones, my, my mini movies in space. Yeah, yeah, pretty music. That's what we need. Oh wow, look at look at That's look at Tate. <laughs> Tate. Hey, and also and, and also Star Wars. You know I love Star Wars too. Oh, so anyway. that, that goes what I'll say. You know that's okay. Uh, this is Tate. Hey. And uh, BJ, speaking of your favorite uh, Disney Plus experience, of course, the Star Wars, and apparently the Star Wars ride at Disney World, uh, it's going to go to VR. So we, we got the VR world entering Star Wars world. Say that fifteen times fast. Uh, and here we go. We we got this whole thing happening. Are you gonna? Are you in on this? Are you gonna buy some some VR equipment and go on the ride yourself from home? Are, are you excited? Are you gonna go back down to Disney World? What what what's the plan for BJ Armstrong with Star okay. Wars? Anything Star Wars, Tate, you got me hooked. Okay. Now you're talking my language, okay? okay. <laughs> now you're talking my language. <laughs> am I going to Star Wars? Absolutely. Am I going to the park? Anything Star Wars, I'm doing. I mean, okay. at night, I will reveal this. My four-year-old and I, we get our lightsabers out, mm-hmm. and we have a little fight in the dark. It's like the greatest. It's one of the great activities doing this quarantine that we do. You know, I don't know how this kid is going to remember this, but I love it. And my wife is like, okay, guys, enough. Yes, <laughs> yes. So anything Star Wars, I'm all in. The VR, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And as I told you before, Tate, I'm a huge fan of Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. So I'm all in on this. Like, Bob Iger, just call me and I'm there. I am <laughs> down at Disney World. I'm driving. I'm getting my Airstream. I'm camping out. I'm doing whatever I got to do to get to the park. That's that's just what I do. Yeah, and we also need a BJ Armstrong Mandalorian, you know, guest spot. I feel like I feel like that is uh, that's something that has to happen due to your dedication. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 speaking of that, we'll move on to our next question here, and that's Dominique Wilkins and his love for billions. uh, (laughs) It it was pushed so far, BJ, that the creator of the show, Brian Koppelman, got him in on an episode. And uh, I think we should do the same thing, something with Disney Plus, Mandalorian, any Star Wars property, whatever next movie is coming out. But obviously, Neeks and Billions, and we both saw that, and we're both happy for Dominique because he, he, he's so a great happy. player and a great guy. I reached out to Neek. Nice. We got to get Neek on the show. Neek said he's coming on the show. I told him I got to go through his booking agent, okay. and uh, he is a superstar. <laughs> he is Hollywood. You know, he's Hollywood <laughs> down there. He said he's going to have to check his schedule. You know, he's going to have his people connect with my people. And uh, but no, I, I'm happy for Dominique. Uh, couldn't happen for a better guy to a better guy. He's he's one of the best. Um, I wish we would have recorded the uh, I don't know what it was at a lunch, brunch, dinner where we sat there in uh, at one of the hotels there in Chicago over All Star Weekend and we just chopped it up. And uh, so we got to get him on the show now. We can talk about 
you know, the playing days. We could talk about his new career and he's a Hollywood movie star. So now we're going to be into an entertainment. Shout out to Dominique. Yeah, and every, everyone thinks that that was a new era thing where, like, these guys are, are all going to be TV stars. Like, you know, LeBron, we see him in movies and, like, train wreck and things like that. But but you were in commercials back in the day. We know Michael but was starring in movies. We got Dominique <laughs> in this new era. He's on TV shows. I mean, the, the 90s basketball is back. I, I feel like you guys are everywhere. This is great. I can't wait to see Muggsy Bogues in a Kraft Cheese commercial. Soon. I, feel like, I feel like that's the next thing I'm going to see. And we got the Hall of Fame news that came out, PJ. Uh, we're, we're going to push that back to 2021. Rudy Tomjanovich, of course, who we had on the show earlier, uh, who, who was a great guest for us. He, he was alerted via the AP, according to Tim Reynolds, who's also a friend of uh, the program here, that, that it will be pushed back. He's happy with that. Um, obviously, it gives those guys uh, their due next year when we can all congregate together. But we just want to shout out uh, that the entire Hall of Fame class that's coming up, right? Because uh, it is a great class, and we love Coach T. Actually, I, w- I was hoping that we could get to the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. uh, this year so we could – catch a lot of those guys and coach Tom Donovich, he's the best. And, yes. um, he, he's, he's a class act. What did he say? He's, he's the first from the university of Michigan. Is mm-hmm. that, he's the first yep. from the university of Michigan. So, uh, what a class act. And I was hoping that we could be there and could catch up with so many of the guys. And, uh, so, you know, again, congratulations to coach T and, and all of the people who were inducted into, uh, this year's, uh, 2000, 2020 hall of fame. Yep, 2020 Hall of Fame. And uh, one more shout out, just talking about legends of the game. We're going to talk about the logo himself. Jerry West's 82nd birthday was yesterday. And uh, there's a lot of people in the basketball world, obviously, uh, pointing to, to Jerry himself. And uh, I know you know Jerry well. And Jerry is, uh, he, he is quite the character. And uh, he is a, 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 a legend, to say the least, in the basketball world. You know, with Jerry, he's always going to shoot you straight. Mm-hmm. So uh, happy birthday to him. Many more to come, my friend. And uh, can't wait to see him at an arena and uh, we can get back to doing what we do is uh, we talk a little basketball. Yeah, talk shop. And, uh, you know, Jerry always has uh, plenty of opinions about what's going on in the world of basketball. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And that's always a good time. And we always enjoy that. And uh, we want to introduce a new segment uh, before we get into our interview for today. Um, and, and it's something that we talk about a lot, BJ, as we talk about basketball players. We, we know about the, the arbitrary rankings that go along with basketball players and the, the, the pyramids that have been built. And the, uh, the ESPN puts out a top 74 list. Who knows how they got to that number? But, you know, we, we see the rankings of basketball players. We know that there's obviously different iterations, different generations, the ABA, the NBA. Um, you know, Julius Irving's the only one that's won MVP in both those leagues, but somehow you don't see him in a top 10 in basketball ranking list. Right. So it's always, uh, you know, a little bit different. But one thing we want to do is highlight our top 50 outside of the yes. top 50, quote unquote. And uh, our first player of the day, your first player of the day, uh, your number one here, top 50 outside of the top 50, uh, is Ralph Sampson, number 50. And uh, just your thoughts generally on Ralph Sampson and what he was able to bring to the game. Man, well, you know, you talk about the top 50 and you're always going to leave off, you know, Mm -hmm. great talent. And sometimes, unfortunately, in this profession, you know, sometimes your career gets cut short due to injuries or, or what have you. But this gentleman here, Ralph Sampson, <laughs> is one of my favorite players I've ever seen. Like, you know, I he he first of all, he was incredibly skilled. You know, he was shooting from the perimeter before it was fashionable. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you know, it's kind of like taken for granted that bigs will shoot. I mean, he was doing that. He could pass, 
he could dribble, he could defend, he was athletic. I mean, he was just, he was made and built for today's game. I can't mm-hmm. imagine what type of player he would be in today's game because mm-hmm. we just, tr- back then, we just tried to make him into a center. And clearly, he was just an incredible basketball player. Mm-hmm. And you ask anyone who played against him, and you saw Ralph Sampson when he was healthy in his prime. Ralph Sampson may be one of the top 10 or 15 greatest players or greatest talents to mm-hmm. ever play because of everything that he could do. I mean, he had a he had a little sky hook. He had a jump shot. I mean, he was seven, what, four. Mm-hmm. And his dominance of the game was – he was so ahead of his time because of the way the game was played then into the way the game is played now. So if, Ralph, if you could take Ralph Sampson, that player – and put him in today's game, mm-hmm. he'd be hands down the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. He was that type of talent. And, um, you know, I love bigs. And, you know, we were just talking last week of what a player would look like. Well, we got a little glimpse of Ralph Sampson because when that player comes by again in today's game with pace and space and all of the things they talk about, athleticism and speed, you got to put the big fella up there with the best of it. He was just a remarkable, remarkable player. And unfortunately, his career was cut a little short because of injuries. But what an amazing talent he was. And, um, you know, and what an incredible person. And we remained friends years later. So uh, he's definitely on my top 50 outside of the 50. But as a talent, he's in my top 10 talents of all time. Absolutely. And you mentioned an amazing person. He's also an amazing interview. And let's get to that interview we had with Ralph Sampson, number 50 in Chicago at the Mitchell and Ness store there, the storefront. And uh, Ralph sat down with us for about a good 15 minutes. And uh, let's toss that interview right now with Ralph Sampson. All right, we are here at the Mitchell and Ness pop-up store. My name is Tate Frazier, and I am joined with BJ Armstrong, a.k.a. The Kid in Chicago. Yeah, the Kid. The Kid, <laughs> and that is uh, sitting across from us. Ninth Wonder called him the GOAT, and uh, yes. for the young kids out there, the greatest of all time, and that, of course, is Mr. Ralph Sampson, Virginia legend, rocket legend, basketball legend, iconoclast. How you doing, Mr. Ralph Sampson? Only a legend in my own mind. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only, that's only thing, thing that matters. matters. That's the only thing that matters. Absolutely. Well, you're here for the 69th All-Star Game. We're here in Chicago. There's obviously a lot of basketball legends walking around. Um, you're, you're one of the you know the greatest of all time, as they like to say. So what is it like to be back and see basketball and see all these other guys, you know, all these other legends around the game, you know, fraternizing well, and being together? Well, as this guy to my right sitting here, Mr. Armstrong. Yeah, Mr. Armstrong. Uh, you know, it's a little different to watch the game because, you know, we, like, we, we kind of played, right? Right. And right now it's just more of a show. You didn't have all this – pop-up shop stuff and you know we, we it, but it's good to see it evolve into what it is because it's you know you get to see people and yeah. get to hang out with people and at, at a whole different level you know and uh, the legend parties and you know the, the, the rising star I mean so it, it's pretty cool just to come and just hang out and it's like a family reunion for me so Rob, you, you played in so many all-star games and what what is the one thing that you remember most when you participated as a player in the all-star game and all-star weekend well, I tell, I tell somebody upstairs that, you know, when you, you start talking mess in the locker room and you and you, you got to play against somebody, then you got to go the next night and play against them, you know, for the real game. You're like, okay, you know, you should play hard because we don't want you to come the next night and play against us. So talking noise in the locker room was, was really fun. Right. And on the bus, mm-hmm. you know, and then slam dunk stuff and then the locker room before the game, you know, you got 
Magic, Larry, Michael, you got everybody talking noise. So, right. and everybody wanted to win. Everybody, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And one no, one no, you know, fourth quarter, you was going to go get it done. But uh, that was the fun part for me. It's funny that the competition, it seems like every time we were, we were talking to Dave Cowens yesterday and we're, you know, we're talking to Sam Perkins and we're asking, Perk. the, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, asking the, we're asking the same questions. Big smooth. Yeah. Yeah. smooth. Yeah. And we're still just, smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah still yeah, smooth yeah, yeah. and calm and just having a great day. But we're just asking the same question about what is, what is the nostalgia come from or where does the nostalgia come from for that era? And it seems like it points to the competition. Like you said, once we get down to the fourth quarter. Well, I, I, think, I think it's the history. So, mm-hmm. you know, I go to a Kenny Smith party last night and, you right. know, Julius Irving was sitting up in there. Wow. You know, out at the couch, hanging out with everybody. You know? So I think it's more than just the nostalgia, but I think it's the history. So it's only, this is the only time you can see the whole history of the game, right? The rest of the season, you got the, the young guys playing and the, and the playoffs and all, you know, stuff like that. But when you come to the offensive game, you got to go back, like Chicago, where they go back to the dunk contest. Right. You get to see all those videos. Like I said the, uh, yesterday, last night, in, in a function, and they went back to all the dunk contests and, uh, you know, Jordan from the free throw, Dominic, Spud Webb. Mm-hmm. So you get to see videos that take you back. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the special part. Rob, there's, there's, you know, some moments or defining moments in the history of the game. And when you look at the game, I think you will be there as far as what you did and your contributions and your style of play, right? It was really, no one really kind of played right. like you at your size at that time. What was some of the influences that allowed you to develop? Because... At that time, they were taking big guys like yourself and just putting them on yeah, the box. Up. You couldn't shoot it. You couldn't shoot it, right? <laughs> you and get your you tail were, taken out of the game. I remember <laughs> you were dribbling the ball, and we were like, "What's going on here?" You know, what was what was some of the influences that you had, or some of the players that you saw that influenced the way you played? Well, I mean, I started at a young age in high school, and you know, boxing one, boxing three. You know, in high school, you couldn't get the ball, so you. You know, you and you get frustrated as a big guy, right? And you, you're not getting the ball in the post. Oh, do a post up, do a back to the basket move, and you can't get the ball to do that. So you 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 take it, you get mad, you take it off the basket, and you go dribble and you turn it over. So I had a great high school coach that said, "Okay, we're gonna practice it in practice." So he made me practice against the, the fastest point guards. So I was able to dribble, you know, in high school. And then I did it in college, and then the NBA, same thing. You know, you, you jump double down in the post, and I was fortunate enough to have a Kim Kim Olajuwon on my second year that I could just be free. And then I could dribble up the court and do what I, do what I normally could do. And now in the day, they can, they can do it all day long. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And they were, I mean, they're actually playing really, I always say this, and I think I've said this to you many a times, I would have loved to seen you play in today's uh, game. Uh, trust me, we, we, we both go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Not only for the play, the money they're making, yeah, and I, just to play the style. Because you can shoot it three anytime you want. And you were doing that when we really didn't know no. what was going on, yep, you no. know? They and didn't have uh, a clue. And you had an imagination. Like, where did your imagination come of saying, I can be something outside of what people were trying to just put you in this little box? Again, just come from sheer, just working at, you know, at the craft, playing on the streets, playing in the, in the playground, playing in high school, uh, wanting to be good. Uh, and then, you know, having the skill set, because like I said, you get frustrated as a big guy. And to go, I tell the story that, you know, my number was 50, but in high school, I wanted number 10. <laughs> Your number, <laughs> and, and, and you wanted your number, but the jersey wouldn't fit because it was too small. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so the bigger guy had to wear the bigger jersey number. So that's the way it started. That's the way fifty happened. But you wanted to be a guard. You wanted to play like an Oscar Robertson. You wanted to play like a Julius Irving. And that's what that's what we you know what we saw. And you wanted to play like that, so you tried it. 
Wow. Yeah, it was like a David Thompson or any of those guys. Oh, like, yeah, 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 from, well, yeah. from that David, era. David's a different model. That's, that's, a, that's an animal right there. Yeah, so absolutely. And you brought up the 88 All-Star game. You brought the, brought up the dunk contest. And obviously watching that dunk contest, I read a quote from Jordan. They asked him if he had prepped any of the dunks. And he was like, yeah, I just go out there and it's all no, creativity yeah, that he, inspires you. He, he didn't have to prep anything. <laughs> <laughs> he just laced his shoes up. He was good. I know. Yeah, so You've seen a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Did you see him? He was down at the uh, hotel early. Did you see I saw him? him? I they saw him. They had lunch yeah. there a little Dominique, bit. They yeah. were reminiscing yeah, about exactly. the dunk contest. Yeah. So. Yeah, them two right there, yeah. <laughs> Dominique still said he got cheated. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I don't know if it's reminiscing or arguing. Yeah, we don't Dominique know got right cheated. He said I got cheated. Yeah, yeah. And we should bring up, last year at the national championship game, you were there watching Virginia win. And for people that don't understand the NIT used to be basically the same thing as the NCAA tournament back when you were playing and you won some NIT championships but to have that moment they showed you on the big screen I was there in Minnesota and then the Virginia fans are going crazy obviously to say you know and, and tip of the cap to that era is it cool to see Virginia get a title and kind of get the respect as a basketball powerhouse now well I, I go through the evolution of three years so mm -hmm. previous year they lost to a 16 seed Yes, UNBC. Yeah. And the coach of that team was Dave Odom's son, which yes. was one of my assistant coaches. Right. Oh, wow. And it was crazy. So mm -hmm. come back the next year with a mission and win it all. And very lucky to win it all, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to have a little luck to win an NCAA title. And then this year, maybe not even making the NCAA tournament. So it's a three-year swing that I don't think any other college program has ever, ever had. And the worst part about that is that North Carolina is favored against Virginia today. And if you haven't watched North Carolina this year, I, I, we don't understand that. They, 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 they terrible. Ninth, ninth Wonder is yelling that he doesn't know how either. North Carolina is terrible. The coach even said they're terrible. Yeah. So it's a tough time. Uh, but like you said, Virginia basketball, it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. But I feel like the respect all around it oh, is well, Tony, Tony Bennett is the yes, real deal. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tell people all the time, okay, great. And, and I've talked to him a couple of times, but, you know, he's going to coach the NBA sometime because he got the defense. Now, offense may be a little bit stagnant, but you know, he'll get out of there because he's a shooting guard. But uh, he's built a program there that's, like, top in the country. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, speaking about being the top in the country, you were one of the greatest players coming out of high school. Um, and you kind of dealt with a different era as far as the, the conditioning that leads to you being a legend in the NBA. It, right. It's like you're famous now from the age of 16 all the way up. Is it is it different now watching these guys and watching that ascension? And, and what can you pass down to those younger guys that have to deal with that? Well, I mean, BJ knows. I mean, he's been in the game a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's really for them to understand what we know mm -hmm. and what we've been through because it's similar. But sometimes they don't want to listen, right, and understand it. So, and then when it's time that they can't do it or something wrong, then they come to you like, okay, great. So, I mean, for me, it's just watching the young kids play and respect the game. Uh, I don't think they respect the game like we do. I mean, I, I'll see I'll, you know, Bill Russell, Julius, you know, Magic, Bird. When I see them, you respect them, mm -hmm. uh, and we we give each other we see that we right. give each other that respect. And uh, maybe they don't know the history of the game, which I think is the issue. But they need to get a game with a lot more respect than what it is because, you know, they couldn't play with us. They couldn't play in that day when you got the bad boys and you're getting your head rocked. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, they, 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 they couldn't there play was... with us. They couldn't play. And it's funny, too, because, like, if you take some of the, the guys that maybe not know the history and you show them those clips, you do see the reactions of, like, oh, this already oh, absolutely. happened. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and go I, back and see Doctor playing against the Lakers and dunking on Michael Cooper. Okay, you, 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 can, you can see that. Well, I mean, look, you were – the number one, number one coming out, you were on every magazine. What kept you grounded? Because you see these guys now, they, they're, you know, they, they come out, they're number one in their class, and all of a sudden, they just kind of flame out. What kept you grounded, hungry? Because you were as famous as any player to ever come out of high school, college. 
pro, what kept you always pushing? Well, parents won, uh, you know, and then I, mean, I could have came out in high school and I tell people all the time, if I came out my freshman year in college, Kevin McHale wouldn't have went to Boston. Because uh, Red Auerbach was on my doorstep with a, with, a, with a briefcase of a million dollars in my mother and father's house. Wow. Okay, come to the mighty Boston Celtics play with us. And so he ended up drafting Kevin McHale because I didn't come out. Wow. Now, now I was 205 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> Freshman in college coming out to play Kareem and Robert mm -hmm. Pat. No, that didn't work. I mean, now they got broke up real quick, right? So that one. The next year, Isaiah goes to Detroit. Yep. And we, he, we call each other off with the class of 79. Like, you coming out? You're not coming out? I'm, so I didn't know at that point in time. So Isaiah might not have gone to Detroit. And then the next year, Worthy goes to the Lakers. So I'm like, I'm coming out. So I had three years where I had to make that decision. And I think it worked out for all of us, you know, yes. from that perspective. Yes. But things would have changed in the land. I mean, I would have played Twin Towers with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. So you think about that, like, maybe I should have came. You know? <laughs> if, if I know what I know now, I probably yeah, wouldn't have. Finals MVP, just like big game games. games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, it's good. But, yeah. you know, you, you think about it, but uh, it all works out. Yep, absolutely. And uh, it continues to work out. And, uh, you know, we should point out that we appreciate you coming out here. And no, no, wisdom. See this guy right here in town. It's all good. This is my, this is one of my favorites, Ralph. And, hey, we love you. Appreciate you stopping by. I'm in your city, man. Chicago. Absolutely. And just use my name at any place you go. I don't have to build gets paid but just use my name just no, throw it I, out I need there. to get in the door yeah, and there yeah. you go right. there you go thanks, thanks Ralph. Ralph. all right all right there you have it bj uh, ralph sampson courtesy of mitchell and ness in chicago that was a, a lot of fun to sit down with the legend ralph sampson and we had we had ninth wonder just like following and hounding the table just because he wanted to listen to what ralph sampson was talking about it, it it was a lot of fun just being in that building a lot of good energy and a lot of good basketball talk yeah you know what you know ralph is one of my favorites the big fella and uh acc basketball so that's right mm -hmm. right in your wheelhouse yes. and uh i love seeing him great to see him and uh, we got to get him back on the show again to talk a little bit more basketball and because he was uh truly one of the very special players of all time yep our first uh edition of our, our top 50 outside the top 50 ralph samson we appreciate him coming on the podcast we appreciate mitchell and ness for getting us out to chicago for that interview and we appreciate you listening again uh this is pushing through you can subscribe review on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get podcasts we will be back on tuesday and we'll see you then